Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We are just a few days away from Taco Tuesday, which is the day that Hispanic voters are going to vote Republican. Taco Tuesday. Actually, I'm going to probably end up eating tacos on Tuesday because, you know, it, it's a federal law. But Taco Tuesday is coming. And I, I'm kind of trying to think. I mean, I don't know if there'll be a new racial slur, but I have a feeling that the Democrats and the media will have a nice pejorative for all the Hispanic voters that voted Republican in this election, along with, uh, you know, along with all those suburban white women. I mean, think about this for a second. You have polls out there that say suburban white women, the alleged core of the pro-choice, you know, the pro-choice movement. Democrats are losing women in droves after the Dobbs decision. So whatever they thought back in April or May of this year, when they were like, oh, this is great. So many people are going to forget about inflation and vote on abortion. And it, it didn't. And now you've got Ron Klain. This is a warning. Democracy's on the ballot, Biden says. It's got to hurt that none of their fear-mongering is working. None of it's working. This is a vote on the economy. And Democrats are losing on the economy, period, end of story. Nobody's buying their nonsense. Nobody. And why would you? When you've got but when you've got Democrats playing the game of the recency effect, getting in your face and telling you gas prices are coming down, don't worry about home heating oil, the economy is booming, nobody believes it. People feel it, they touch it, they taste it every day. And when you have a media that's trying to use some kind of weird strobe effect, nobody's buying into it. You may see I I said it. You I said it yesterday and the day before. You may see a 56-seat Republican Senate. There's a possibility that Republicans are going to run the table, and you know what would be most shocking? Make it 57. If for just some act of magic, all of the people that are voting for Lee Zeldin in New York go full down ballot and Joe Pinion wins. Now, if you're going to say Joe Pinion who I believe is nine points down right now, has no chance. Remember, the same people that said that said Donald Trump has no chance. Right? They were, they were, they were strutting around like the cock of the walk. Trump has no chance. Trump has no chance. They'll, they'll never, he'll never be president. They didn't even think he would win the nomination. Not only did he win the nomination handily, I might add, he beat Hillary. We were told she was unbeatable. Okay, fine. Obama beat her, but Obama was Obama. He was a once in a millennium millennium figure. And she waited her turn again, right? She waited her turn as Arkansas first lady, as the junior sen as the as the junior senator, as the Secretary of State, junior senator from New York. She checked all the boxes, and waited for her turn. And then she got beat again. 
by a guy who literally had no political experience at all. Who didn't wake up every morning since his college days and look in the mirror and, and think to himself, I will be president. <laughs> and they'll do what I say. They'll do what I say. You could see Hillary shaking, putting on her lipstick. They will. <laughs> they'll do what I say. I'll, I'll be in charge. <laughs> Everyone's going to have to listen to me. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. There's now on Drudge a piece that says Donald Trump is going to make his campaign announcement on the day he is set to testify before the January 6th committee hearing. It's from Axios. Can you imagine if Donald Trump sits down? Now, I don't think the J6 committee is going to let him testify live on television. I don't believe they're going to have that. But if they did, can you imagine if he started his... It didn't really matter what they asked him. That he just made his announcement right there in the January 6th committee hearing. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. If he just yada, 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 yada. You know, opening statement from Liz Cheney, opening statement from Jamie Raskin, blah, 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 Benny Thompson. The first things out of his mouth are, I'm running for president. Now, what do you want from me? If he used the entire thing as a campaign launch, that would be super duper awesome. Wines at 695 Patriot, 957-2874. So I'm looking at a video here from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it's bouncing around on Twitter right now of a man in a black hooded sweatshirt with a bright, bright red hat that's obscured a little bit by the hood. Uh, basically vandalizing a donut shop that had a drag show. Like, see, this is right-wing violence. The hat is so brand new and so red, it looks like somebody got it right off the rack at some gas station convenience store five minutes earlier. And I responded to one account, and I said, is this one of the you know, white guys in a MAGA hat out looking for Jesse Smollett at like 2 o'clock in the morning. This looks so over the top. For anyone to believe this is right-wing terrorism is laughable. Maybe they think if we stage a series of videos right before the election, somehow that's going to bring people back to the Democrat Party. Nobody's voting on the transgender stuff. Nobody. Nobody's voting on January 6th, and nobody's voting on Paul Pelosi. And by the way, if the whole two men in their underwear struggling over a hammer is just some kind of conspiracy theory, why not then release the body camera footage? I mean, if you've listened to this program at any length, Bill, you weren't here. I said at the beginning of this obsession with body cameras that the minute body cameras are an inconvenience to the Democrat message, they'll go away. Why doesn't the DA want to release the body camera footage? What can't we see? I mean, isn't that the point of having having body camera footage so interactions with the police can be made public and thus transparent? What have they got to hide? I knew this from day one. And I said it a long time ago. As a matter of fact, I said, you know, conservatives 
should support police wearing body cameras. So, you, so the rest of the world can see what cops put up with on a day-to-day basis and the kind of people they put up with. I mean, I understand the arguments that, you know, uh, you know, officers have to remember to turn it on and all sorts of, there's all sorts of, you know, if it does glitch, they'll accuse the officer of not turning it on or turning it off or what have you. I, I understand the arguments pro and con. But if you've noticed, body camera footage tends to exonerate police officers. Now, I understand that there's been videos that show police officers planting evidence in a scene, and nobody should support bad cops. I don't support bad cops. But body camera footage tends to exonerate police more often than not. So if there is nothing, there's no there there, right? If Paul Pelosi wasn't uh, you know, slumming it with this guy, right? I mean, you'd say to yourself, he's Paul Pelosi. If he wanted to have some man time, he could probably afford some high-end and, and San Francisco, you know, male escort service or something. If he was, if it was bro time for him, why would he, why would he, you know, troll the streets like that? Hey, I don't know what he's into. But if that's not the case, and I'm not saying he was, I'm not saying that Paul Pelosi was, you know, looking for some crazy low grade, you know. Man time. But then again, I don't know what he's into. So, but, but, you know, hey, to each his own. But we should be able to see this body camera footage. If that's all the, I mean, if everything's on the up and up, why is with all the secrecy? Wines at 695, Patriot 9572874. You know, if you don't want to fuel conspiracy theories, you should be more transparent. Just saying. Another thing real quick. I see that Tiffany Cross has been fired from MSNBC. Chris Cuomo's program is failing miserably at News Nation. Uh, Don Lemon is struggling to attract an audience as the morning lemon. Jake Tapper is going to be moving back down to 4 p.m. when the uh, midterms are over. Seems like it's not a good day for progressive media. Almost makes you miss Melissa Harris-Perry, right? You know, your children are not your own. But something is going on over at left-wing media. Big shakeups, time changes, personalities being fired. What's going on? I mean, I thought the media, the media had it all right. They know what Americans want to watch, what they want to see, who they want to get their news information and opinion from. Seems like it's a really bad week. And look, I'm not the kind of person. I'm not the kind of person that goes around rooting for people to lose their jobs, even if I despise what they do. That's just not who I am. I mean, if it happens, it happens, right? That's how the market works. I mean, hey, it could happen to me can happen to me. Now, for the record, I recently signed a new, you know, pretty long-term contract here at SiriusXM. So, you know, but at the same time, I'm not somebody that goes around rooting for people to lose their jobs. But clearly, the country is not buying what the media has to offer. And it might have started with the propaganda campaign during the pandemic. 
when the media was scaring the crap out of people, telling them basically if they didn't stay home, hide under the couch, they were going to die. And even though they kept working in some capacity, they sneered at people that were worried about their jobs and their small businesses. And they shamed and shunned anyone who disagreed with them. Anyone that got in the way of the propaganda message was shamed and shunned by the media, whose life went largely unaffected. Many of these people have six and seven figure salaries. They were able to work from home. If their kid's school was on lockdown, they could afford tutoring sessions. It really didn't affect them that much. But they took their frustration, anger, and angst out on anyone who was like, I I don't think this is really as bad as they say it is. We need to get the economy back up and running. The media said no. Then the media went into full campaign mode for Joe Biden. Then the media's been pushing the transition and trying to run interference for Biden and the Democrats. Maybe that's what's driving people away from progressive media. I don't know what's so progressive about it anyway. Weinzik 695, Patriot 957-2874. Let's see. Hung Cow's going to join us uh, a little bit later. Also, Carl Zabo. Uh, he is the net choice vice president and general counsel, also a professor of internet law at George Mason University. And we're going to talk to him about the uh, grotesque relationship between the Department of Homeland Security, Joe Biden's administration, and social media companies. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Serious XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs>